in this episode of the Natural Alpha Podcast. Uh, it's what every good strength coach knows and tells their athletes. It's what every good coach that trains actors uh, as well. And compost is all we had up until the 1920s. So actually everything was organic. Everything was organic farming and everybody was eating 100% organic food. That chlorine is what they, the main thing that they use um, in, in tap water is is known to wipe out your good or beneficial gut bacteria. You know, it's no secret that strength and wisdom begets courage and that weakness and ignorance begets fear. It's optimal human performance by way of powerful biofundamentals. You know, that is and always will be the key to strong longevity or being strong for a long time. We need strong minds and bodies more than ever. It is the mission of this podcast to arm you with clear, concise, yet powerful biofundamentals to transform your mind, body, to your natural alpha state. Welcome to the show. Hi guys, it's Travis Graham, the Natural Alpha. For my first show, I want to talk about the five fundamental principles that myself, top trainers, top coaches, health coaches, strength coaches, personal trainers give to their clients to succeed and get results. So if you want to get results in 2021 and beyond, you need to do these things. The reason why is that these basic fundamental principles actually balance out human physiology. And anything else you're going to do, any specific uh, specific training technique or any special supplement or anything like that, always works better off of a platform of basic and balanced physiology. So these five principles are going to do that for you. And there's no way around it. There's no other pill or anything. So listen up because these are vitally important. And that's why I made it my first show. So let's get started. First, no, uh, no surprise here, nutrition, but I'm going to put a spin on it uh, that you've probably never heard before. Maybe you've heard it, but you've never heard it in this way. So the first thing that you need to do to switch to an organic diet and i'm going to tell you why so number one you need to understand how food is made i think we all understand that plants are grown out of the dirt or soil actually if it's living dirt right so very quickly a quick uh lesson on how food is made because if we don't understand how it's actually made then how can you truly understand nutrition ah uh so basically Compost or dead organic matter feeds microorganisms in the soil, right? The microorganisms then feed the plant nutrition through their root structure. So the, the dependence of the health of the plant is dependent on the health and the abundance of the microorganisms in the soil. Plants don't eat dirt. A lot of people just think that plants eat dirt. Or they just think that minerals magically appear in the soil, and that is not the case. Um... And then animals eat those plants and they bioaccumulate the nutrition in those plants. And then man eats both plants and animals and bioaccumulates that nutrition. Um, and then we all die and go back into the soil and then the life cycle continues. That's, that's basically how healthy life is designed. And compost is all we had up until the 1920s. So actually everything was organic. Everything was organic farming and everybody was eating 100% organic food. Um, it's not surprising then when we started introducing chemical farming that that's when the spike in degenerative diseases like cancer and diabetes and neurological disorders really started coming into play. 
But what is chemical farming? So what's basically conventional farming, the stuff that isn't labeled organic and is just regular food? Um, well, it's grown with chemicals, particularly NPK fertilizers. So instead of compost to fertilize the soil, they use NPK, uh, which is nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, uh, salt fertilizers. Now, there was a guy named Liebig, a scientist named Liebig, and he found that when essentially you, you burn the plants down and found what just their their physical structures were made of, it was these three uh, components. So we fertilized the soils with the components and we found that they would grow bigger because those are the, it's, like I said, it's the, it's the three elements that make the physical plant grow and will grow bigger in structure, okay? So he was right and the plants grew bigger, but they also grew at 40 to 60% less micronutrition. Now, back then, when this first came in, micronutrition wasn't really thought of as anything. It wasn't really studied or well-known at all. So um, that wasn't really a thought process in the minds of farmers and chemists and scientists back then. Uh, but now we know that secondary nutrients or micronutrients like cofactors, uh, vitamins and minerals that we didn't really know about, um, all sorts of things were diminished by, uh, like I said, 40 to 60% because the salt, when you put salt on a field, when you put salt on microorganisms and earthworms is a big part of this too, it kills them. So you're killing the micronutrition and, and everything that you can find in like a multivitamin, you know, those weird names, that's sort of what we're talking about here. And that's why people are getting on all these multivitamins because it's not in their food anymore. So anyways, that's chemical farming and that's why it does not work. And by the way, the plants get sick because they don't have that nutrition and then the bugs come in to eat them because they're nature's um, basically garbage men. And then we just see it as random things, but no, that's a, a bug is supposed to eat a sick plant. Um, I'm not gonna get into that uh, right now. But in the end, like most things, the value of the quantity outweighed the, the value of the, the quality and chemical farming was adopted as the new normal. So anyways, action item for succeeding in 2021. The first action item, go to an organic diet. Now, I basically do it a 90-10, so 90% organic, 10% not, because I still like to go out and have a good time and do whatever. But um, that is the takeaway point. Um, look it up for yourself though. I always tell people, whatever you're going to listen to me say, you should always back it up yourself. Otherwise you don't really know. And then you got to try it out in your body too. Anyways, that is step one. Step two, hydration. So water, very important. Other than air, water is the second most important nutrient that we put into our body. It's actually not even food. Okay. Um, but like the like anything else that I'm going to be talking about today, it's not just the quantity. You've heard drink eight uh, glasses of water a day. It's also the quality. So let's look at the different types of water and see what is best for the human body. So let's look at first unfiltered tap water. So number one, you want to look at the source. So where I'm uh, living right now, um, sort of out in the country, my tap is actually tapped into a, a aquifer, a spring. So the water that comes out of my tap is naturally natural spring water. Um, but for most of you, that's probably not the case. Um, in the rest of like the city I live in, in Burlington, Ontario, is they get their drinking water from Lake Ontario, 
which is the same pool of water that is our wastewater. So everything we flush down the toilet goes into Lake Ontario and then we filter it through a chemical uh, filtration process and then we drink that water. That's what comes out of the taps. Um, the only thing with that is that it's not really tested for pharmaceuticals and it's very important to do that if you are drinking uh, treated wastewater. Um, another thing of the chemical process is that chlorine is what they, the main thing that they use um, in in tap water is is known to wipe out your good or beneficial gut bacteria so i'll just give you a little hint though like if you are going to drink tap water and you don't really give a damn and you're not going to spend any damned money spending on a filter or whatever because you're just too stubborn even if you put tap water into a jug and leave it out overnight chlorine will tend to evaporate quite a bit uh, on its own. So if you're just going to do that, um, drink tap water, just do that. Just leave it out overnight. Another thing, though, that is at least in our tap water, and it's been taken out of a lot of systems because it's been known to do a lot of bad things, is fluoride. But again, where, where I live in Burlington, Ontario, um, and I think in other places in the GTA, uh, they still use fluoride and we know that fluoride calcifies um, the pineal gland uh, we know that it is a neurotoxin um, again they're still using old science though that's saying it's uh, good for the bones and good for this and that but um, it's completely unnecessary and necessary and the not even the risks the the known um uh, the known bad things that it does to a human body far outweigh any benefits that it would have. But it really doesn't have any. I really don't know why we keep doing it. It's ridiculous. Okay? So that's tap water. Um, let's move on to a carbon-filtered uh, carbon tap water, such as a Brita. Okay? So they basically use activated carbon. And what you need to know is that activated carbon absorbs. Um, it doesn't just filter and stay clean it actually absorbs things into it uh, which is good and it removes a lot of the chlorine and to some degree heavy metals and pesticides uh, it's not great for filtering things like fungus bacteria and viruses um, it's it, it this is fine if you're going to be using that to filter spring water like what i'm doing uh, but not contaminated water because the the viruses and the bacteria are are different and they're going to be in different uh, quantities and in fact, in spring water, there are micro doses of viruses and bacteria that actually act when you drink it. So when I drink my unfiltered spring water, it actually helps to build the immune system because the doses are in homeopathic doses. So it actually builds up your immune system and lets your body know the, uh, the dangers of the environment that you're currently living. That's just how humans evolved and how our immune system actually evolved once you understand how the immune system works. Um, it does filter uh, pharmaceuticals to a degree, but how much depends on which drug you look at and which study you look at. But again, it's like how much poison is okay for you. Um, we, we, call, we call the Brita the better than nothing approach to water. Okay, so if you're a better than nothing kind of person, maybe that's for you. Okay, but just remember that it also it does absorb. So if you don't change it, then basically 
it becomes more dirty if you when you put water in there through a Brita filter that's completely clogged up it actually will make the water even more dirty and more toxic to you so you got to make sure that you change it okay uh, another type of water we're going to look at is reverse osmosis so how this works is that it, it pushes the water through a mem membrane with very high pressure and it removes basically everything it's pretty good at at filtering things out uh, it leaves you with clean water, but it leaves you with what is called naked water. Um, so naked water is basically it's pure H2O. The thing with human beings and water, though, is that I'm going to move over here a little bit. The thing with water and human beings is that we are trying to get basically a certain salination um, of water. So we have a certain mineral salt content that works really well for us. It's about 300 parts per million. Um, so if you are going to use reverse osmosis filter, you do want to remineralize that water because even though it takes all the bad stuff out, it takes all the good stuff out with it. It takes all those mineral salts out. Now you can easily do that with just a pinch of Celtic sea salt or uh, a pinch of Him Himalayan salt in uh, every glass. That might even be a little bit too much, um, half a pinch, right? Uh, so reverse osmosis, pretty good option. So um, I would say that's better than a Brita filter for sure. Uh, or a refrigerator filter is uh, the same thing nowadays, right? But you want to remineralize that. So natural spring water, That's this is my favorite one. Um, and I know I'll probably get a lot of pushback on this with uh, because it comes in plastic, but I have a solution for you. So listen. So natural spring water. So these are found in the aquifers of the earth. So they're naturally filtered through rocks. So um, the rock uh, actually gives that water the mineral. So when you run water over stone or rock, it actually sort of takes away and chips away at that rock over time and mineralizes the water to a degree. So this is what humans basically drank throughout history. Um, and they're deep enough usually to shelter from environmental toxins that might seep into uh, the ground. Uh, they're naturally filtered through stone, like I said, and uh, UV light. So when the the water comes out through the aquifer that's underground and it comes out and exposes it to UV light, that also helps to clean the water. Um, in fact, here at the facility, we have a UV light filter and carbon filter there's three filters on that damn thing it's it's pretty good because uh i obviously could not do um natural spring water all the time here it would just not be uh feasible um so yeah that is the best now the the, the thing is is that they do come in plastic a lot so they mostly come in BPA-free plastics nowadays, but there's a lot of other issues. There's a lot of other things in plastic other than uh, bisphenol A, which is BPA. Um, and there's environmental issues as well. Microplastics are being found everywhere, and just plastic in general is not a good idea for the earth. So what do you do? Um, you can go to places like uh, the water shop or, or your nearest water store, and basically set up a subscription where spring water is delivered to you in big glass jugs every week or whatever. Now, is that gonna be more expensive than buying the 24 pack of, uh, was it Nestle? Nestle water? 
uh, every week? Yeah, it is probably going to be. But you've got to remember, this is water. And like I said, this is the number two nutrient that that you put into your body. So uh, the takeaway point here is get spring water. Drink, Start drinking spring water. Um, yeah, it's the best. Reverse osmosis would be a second, and then I wouldn't really go any lower than that. I will make a special mention to... Uh, a Berkey filtration system. So Berkey is a home filtration system, and I think you can just get them for your taps as well. But they they claim, and uh, the reviews are very good on this too, to take just the bad stuff out and more of it out than just a regular reverse osmosis and still leave the mineral salts in. So that's sort of like a one-time setup thing that you can do with, with Berkey, right? I shouldn't say a one-time setup. You still need to uh, take care of it. But that is the takeaway point. Basically, spring water, if you can get it, um, if you're on a well, you're fine. Um, you might want to get the water tested just in case. Uh, but then in glass containers uh, is the second best. Okay, so that's water. So we got food, we got water. Now the next is sleep. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here and say thanks again for listening. I hope you're enjoying the content. If you are, it would really help me out if you could follow me on Apple or Google Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And be sure to stay and listen to the end where I talk about the fifth element which balances our hormones to build muscle and burn body fat. All right, let's get back to the show. Now sleep is vitally, vitally important and vitally, vitally underrated for people that are trying to get gains in the gym. Um, and yeah, oh god I've seen so many people that do shift work that have trouble um, changing their body composition getting their lifts up all sorts of stuff right so I would say it's the second most underrated aspect of achieving good body composition wait to the end because I'm going to give you the most underrated uh, factor so good body composition um and optimal health and sleep are completely tied in. So you can read my full article on my website on how sleep has a massive impact on fat and muscle and how that works. Uh, but here's a quick summary I'll just give to you. So eight hours is still more or less needed for adults and teenagers and infants need a heck of a lot more. So if you're a teenage kid, seems like a lazy son of a gun just remember that they actually do physiologically require more sleep um, they're not just being lazy um, we are diurnal beings so what that means is that we're supposed to be awake during the day and sleep at night and again to the degree that you do shift work and you're awake at night and you sleep during the day that is totally going to screw up your circadian rhythms and screw up your physiology so not good our physical repair, so the physical structures of our body, actually will repair between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And more of the psychogenic and psychological repair happens between 2 a.m. And, and 6 a.m. So that's the optimal time to get to sleep, which is the next point. When, when should you sleep is basically between 10 and 6. Ideally, there are some, they're showing now that there's basically different sleep patterns that work for different people, but it doesn't veer off. It, it's not like a total nocturnal cycle. Um, but basically you can shift a little bit there. There's a bit room for play. My Currently I'm about, because by the time I get home from, from work um, and chill out for a bit, I'm probably like an 1130 to 
9.30. Uh, I, I sleep a lot because I love it. Uh, so if you have trouble getting to sleep, this is a big thing, just a little tip. You need to minim minimize and avoid exposure to EMF pollution. These are things like phones, the internet, TV. Try to get out and turn that stuff off at least an hour before you actually uh, go to bed, okay? Exercise during the day is actually really good because when you stimulate that yang energy and you actually stimulate a cortisol release, and cortisol, we'll get into that later, is not necessarily a bad hormone, it's just bad in the wrong doses and at the wrong time of the day. So when you exercise and you get that sort of release of cortisol and adrenaline, that will basically trigger um, your serotonin and melatonin release so that you actually sleep better. So exercise during the day is a great biohack to get better sleep. Uh, make sure you're hydrated too. If you wake up during the night but you have to pee, this is where it sort of gets tricky, but hydrate a lot during the day um, because w whether it's dehydration or actually if your blood sugar goes low, so if you haven't eaten enough and your blood sugar crashes or you're, you're dehydrated, basically if your body is feeling malnourished, it will wake you up to eat something or to drink something and then sometimes you might have a hard time getting back to sleep. Okay. Um, a couple of biohacks is if you still have trouble sleeping, then diffuse some lavender or some frankincense oil in a diffuser or listen to a sleep story uh, or meditate. Uh, when I have trouble sleeping, I do this and I'm usually back out cold in 15 minutes. Okay, so that is sleep. All right, now moving on to the next one, exercise. So everyone's going to think that this is the most important principle in changing your body and getting uh, the body composition and getting healthy. Uh, but to be honest, exercise sort of comes, all, all the things I've talked about first come first. You need to do that first because exercise is a stress. And the real change in, in exercise or what comes with exercise isn't exercise itself, it's the response to exercise and the ability to respond to exercise. So we call that allostatic abilities. So there's homeostasis, which is basically a nice state where the body's every all the normal the levels are normal normal in the hormones and um, your neurotransmitters and everything's working well and you're healthy, but it's the ability to get out of homeostasis and bounce back to it, and that is called allostasis or allostatic abilities. So all of those allostatic abilities are based on the things that I just previously talked about. So nutrition, hydration, and sleep. So you have to do those first, right? Um, but that being said, I'm going to give you a bit of guidance here on where to start with, with exercise. So if you have extreme fatigue or you are sick or you have some sort of dysfunction or disease that you know of, you need to start with energy building exercise such as yoga or Tai Chi. There's also... Um, work in exercises that I, they're basically yoga or Tai Chi exercises that I give to my clients. We just call them work in exercises because a lot of guys are turned off of yoga and Tai Chi because they think it's girly. And I say, well, don't do this because it's going to actually uh, stimulate your testes and bring you testosterone. It's going to stimulate your adrenals, give you more energy. And they go, oh, okay, yeah, man, sounds good. And basically it's just yoga and Tai Chi. I'm just tricking them into doing it because they're too, uh, in their head about what they think they know. And 
so if your body sticks exercise, yes, it's too stressful and they actually energize the cells. This type of, of exercise energizes the cells. Um, and it's also good for high performance athletes to actually stimulate recovery. So it's, it's called, um, active recovery exercise in athletes. So I still do the, a lot of this kind of stuff and I do it usually in bed, uh, when I owe no more to the world and I just basically do a lot of this yoga and stretching in bed. So great time to do it because there's no more uh, excuses not to do it. Right now, after you have done that for a while and you're starting to feel, yeah, I'm starting to actually get some energy back and I feel like I can expend some right. And, and not kill myself basically. If you don't have a specific goal or you don't have a specific, um, uh, sport or anything in mind. And it's the common goal. I just want to look good and feel good. If, if that's your thing, start with primal patterns. So this is the squat, lunge, bend, push, pull, and twist. And then there's gates as well, which is basically starting with walking and then getting to jogging and then running. So these are functional patterns that tie in the core musculature to whatever the limbs are doing. So if the, the limbs are moving around, there's going to be basically, uh, cross-sectional stuff that's going through the core. So that's typically what we would call a functional exercise. So from there, you can get more goal or sport specific and more complex in training. Um, but that's where I would start. And you can download my primal pattern progression, um, exercise programs, and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes, uh, below, uh, or if you're, if you're listening on, um, the podcast, I'll leave it, uh, in the, in those show notes, or if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll leave it on those show notes, whatever. And the, now that's exercise. Now the last thing is probably the most underrated thing. And this is stress management. So number five, stress management. Now you notice how I'm saying stress management. It's because no stress doesn't exist in this world right? Or decreasing stress. That's not really a thing. It's stress is going to happen. It's how you manage it. We're all stressed out, especially in 2021. It's ridiculous. This world is ridiculous. So I'm about to give you basically some science that you've probably never heard before, but it's crucial for learning, uh, to achieve optimal body composition and to get your, your goals in 2021, right? So this is like the fifth element of perfect health. So when we look at stress and your body composition, what we want to look at is basically what, what's going on with hormones and neurotransmitters and what they do to your body. Um, particularly cortisol versus things like testosterone and growth hormone, right? So cortisol is your stress hormone. And like I said, it's a natural occurring hormone that when you wake up and especially when your skin is exposed to sunlight, it naturally goes up. It starts to rise. It's your get up and go hormone. Right? It helps mobilize things like fatty acids and, and glucose into your bloodstream so that the body can go and get things done. This is great. I call it the light stress hormone. Right? Um, it's all good. The problem is when it's in a prolonged release. So it's happening all the time. Right? Um, this is a problem because it competes with your sex hormones. And if you're watching the YouTube video, I'll, I'll put up a, a shot right now about basically how cortisol and testosterone and even estrogen is made basically from the same stuff. And in the beginning, it's the same pathway and then it's basically funnels and stress always takes 
the the case the priority right so once you have your stress taken care of then the body likes to um build its sex hormones now guys you'll know this too when you are stressed out you will not have those good morning erections like you would normally have when you're relaxed and i bet when you go on vacation and you're not stressed you got a great heart erection right you probably have great sex with your wife or your girlfriend or your partner whoever right but the thing is stress basically always wins because the body needs to we're hardwired to feel safe first and have sex second so anything that's stressing you out will always rob you of testosterone and growth hormone and all the things that make you jacked right guys so you there's so many different kinds of stress too there is nutritional stress all the things that i talked about earlier nutrition hydration sleep exercise if you're doing all of those things wrong that is stress to the body and then that's going to rob you of all the good things that all the the hormones and neurotransmitters that are actually going to make you naturally jacked and naturally healthy so you you need to keep that in mind because if you don't do that you're going to be chasing this supplement that supplement that supplement right to try to fix everything when you could just easily manage the stresses of all these five principles so yeah all the prior fundamentals if they're not done right they cause sustained elevation in cortisol and depression of testosterone and growth hormone so that is the fifth element so uh, doing things like just basic meditations um, and eliminating the triggers. So all the things I talked about earlier, like eliminate triggers. Don't think that you're going to get away with something and then you can just take a pill to, to fight it, right? It doesn't work like that. The human body doesn't work like that. And I want to stay, I want to say that all of the things I've talked about, think of it like this is the platform of which all other supplements and all other tricks and biohacks need they launch from this platform in order for them to work you need to have your basic physiology work and this is how basic physiology works this is what actors do this is what professional athletes do this is what people who really care about getting results do and they're non-negotiable right up to like i said i do 90 10 you can probably get away with 80 20 but anything less than that, you'll be chasing your damn tail for the rest of your life. Anyways, guys, I hope you found that uh, informative. And before you go trying fancy biohacks and supplements, remember that these principles precede all of that. All right, thanks for watching or listening. And this is Travis Graham, The Natural Alpha, saying stay strong, and we'll see you next time guys thanks for listening i hope you can take today's content and apply it to your life to make a stronger version of yourself i really do if so it would really help me out if you guys could follow me on apple or google podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on really and leave a review as well and let me know how i'm doing and what other topics you'd like to hear about you can also subscribe to my youtube channel the natural alpha Thanks again. I appreciate you guys. Stay strong and we'll talk soon.